0: Are you tired of all the voices who say, focus on the bottom line numbers? Say whatever you have to, just close the sale. Just get the credit card. It doesn't matter what you deliver. You will never build a successful business until you grow a pair and stop caring so much.
1: Here, we respectfully disagree. We give you
0: permission to embrace who you are, how much you care, and encourage you to design a business that works for you and your clients. Welcome to the Art of Giving a Damn, the podcast that proves with every single episode that you can create a profitable business doing what you're passionate about
1: and making a positive difference in the world. Now,
0: here's your host, Michelle
1: Schaefer. Hey, welcome to this episode of The Art of Giving a Damn. This episode's going to be a little different than you're used to on the show because when a lot of my clients and and people found out I was interviewing today's guest, they threw a list of questions at me. So I've actually got scripted questions today. Jim, welcome to the show and thanks so much for joining me.
0: Uh, So awesome. Glad to be here. I know we've been... uh trying to connect this for for months.
1: Yes, we have. I am excited. So for those who don't know Jim yet, he's the founder of Game the Edge and is known in personal development and business coaching as go-to guy for everything sales. He's a master collaborator whose purpose is to help entrepreneurs like you and me leverage the power of collaboration to scale their business so they can have a bigger impact on the world the way they intended. Jim is known for telling his sales team, it's not what you say, it's who you're being while you say it. That's a really interesting way to kind of flip that around. Talk about that a little bit.
0: Well, uh, too much of sales, I, I think everybody here, unless it's is the first day that you're in a business world of any kind, we've all been through some sort of sales training. Yeah. And the consistent threads through all of them are telling you what to say and when to say it, how to say it, where to say it, what to read and how to respond. I just I disagree. You know, what, what People don't care what you say. They care how you make them feel. They care how they connect to you. They care about, how, you know, we're always looking for clarity, certainty and confidence. You have to inspire those in people. And that's not inspired by a script. That's inspired by who you're being and how you're showing up. And a script can't tell you what to say and what to do. Neither can a system. You have to be able to be in yourself, be able to be just totally clean, present, transparent, so focused on the other person that you just are able to take the conversation wherever it needs to go instead of where you need them to go.
1: You know, I love that. That's one of the first conversations that you and I had was about... Sales scripts and this pressure that everybody feels when, when they're trying to do sales in their business of, okay, I got to follow the script. I got to ask the right questions. I got to, and it throws people off. Like they get so lost in the idea of, no, but I got to follow the script. I got to follow the script to make sure people get to that pitch at the end. And not only does it feel awkward for us doing the selling, it feels horrible for the person on the other side of a sales conversation. Cause it's like, is this person listening to me at all when they're just following scripted questions?
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. The script doesn't tell you who, who to be and how to be. That, that only comes from you. Absolutely.
1: you know, I, try and, I do
0: my best not to answer specific questions from people about stuff because you know your client better than I do. You have the answers better than I do. I just need to get you to the right frame of mind to be able to trust your, your instincts to ask mm-hmm. a tough question or know when to shut up or know when to eliminate somebody instead of trying to force them across the finish line because you need a sale.
1: That's a great point. So, how did you get into what you do now with Gain the Edge and the sales coaching and sales team part of things? Like what what's been your journey there? I know you have a pretty unique story.
0: Yeah, uh, most of this is accident, I would say 90% of everything we've accomplished has been uh, just a journey of trial and error because most wow. people there, there's not a lot of models for us to follow. We're kind of a unique business yeah. being the outsourced arm for so many, you know, successful journeys for other coaches and experts. And I was actually doing an outsourced sales management and doing sales training. Mm-hmm. And somebody, you know, we we're teaching people our our strategies and philosophies around sales and I was running teams and we had somebody, actually Bill Barron was our very first launch client that we have worked with five years ago and he was getting ready to do his first big million dollar launch and it dawned on him last minute that he didn't really have a sales team and he could get a better results with an official sales team. Right. So, so hey, how about... Can you just run our sales for Mm launch? Can you and I literally had never worked a launch, and we're like, "Oh wow, sure, why not?" I had no team, I had no technology, and literally no experience running launches. And I just called a bunch of my clients and friends and said, "Hey, let's rock and roll for the next few weeks, make a bunch of sales and make a bunch of money." So we call it the bad news bears in a Google Doc because we had twelve people in a Google Doc. It was a disaster. Of a, of, a, of a It was kind of a shit show in terms of tracking. And I, mean, I right. know there were things that were lost. It was a mess for everybody. It was disorganized for us, disorganized for them since their first big launch. But it was a wildly successful $1.6 million launch. Everybody was happy. And within the next week, I had a line at the door of people saying, hey, can you help us with our launch? And now, five years later, and about 4,000 mistakes later, we are, you know, got this huge team, 100 salespeople, systems custom software training and and now we're, we're very much known in the industry for what we do
1: yeah yeah you guys are the name that always comes up when i get into this conversation with people it's one of the things i love about what you just said is so many times people think you've got to have it all together you gotta to have a plan for everything and really it is what you just said it's just jumping in if you know and you have the confidence that you can deliver on it you just right. figure it out as you go yeah
0: yeah it was fun it's been crazy. If I if I looked if I knew all of the stress and learnings and growings and the hundreds of thousands of dollars that we have totally screwed up and lost because we've done things wrong, I never would have done this. <laughs> You know, but it's been an awesome journey. And now I'm just thrilled that of of what it's uh, delivered for us and for other people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, you mentioned sales process and that you do a lot of coaching around that for people. What are the biggest mistakes that you see entrepreneurs making as they grow their companies when it comes to that sales piece? Because so many of them just either want to avoid it or they do it, but they don't enjoy it. They resent it. I, I mean, I hear all the time people even say, I hate sales. Because it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. So what do you see around that, that as an industry needs to change?
0: Well, first of all, it's, there, there's, a couple, there's three main components. First of all, our, our theme that we've adopted, we just came across this last week, and uh, we're doing a, a, a strategic planning and visioning meeting. And we looked at everything that we do, all the common areas and threads in our business. And what's the common thread? And the theme that weaves through all of it is we are here to help you make more sales
1: mm-hmm. without
0: you having to get better at selling, right? There's a massive pressure to perfect the sales process. There is. Quite honestly, I don't even know what that means, right? I'm I'm known as like the sales guru and expert, and I'm, I'm pretty good at it. Okay, so, I mean, let's not discount that. However, you are. <laughs> The reason, part of the reason I'm so effective at it, is because I do a hundred other things Mm -hmm. to elevate the 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 system and the environment around me, so that I don't have to be great at sales. You know, Mm -hmm. I have I have phenomenal partnerships where people send me referrals all the time. My calendar is literally full from people who were sent here wanting to buy. Right. right? We do everything in our power to surrender. Like, if you get more, I don't care what your conversion rate is. It could be ten percent. Well, if you have more appointments. You make more sales, even if you suck at 10%. But there's byproducts to that. You know, if you, just, if you just 10x the level of output and you have more appointments, you automatically get better at diagnosing the conversations. You automatically get better at qualifying people because you won't want to have 30 conversations with the wrong people. You'll start knowing right. who the right people are. There's so many things that show up as a result of you doing more of that. Hmm. Right. You tend x your follow up. So when people act, you all the effort you did to bring people in the door, if you master the follow up process, you have to bring less people in the door. Right. Just yes. little things like that.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: You got hundreds of them.
1: Yeah. You know, you, you did a podcast episode. Um, I, I'm not sure which episode it was. You might remember where you talked about follow up and, and how to stop leaving money on the table and i think that's an area that so many of us fall down on really doing the follow up that's necessary and sometimes people think they're horrible at sales when really their follow up just isn't there
0: yeah i don't remember the name the title of it but if you yeah, if you go to salesandscripted.com and then you know search for the episode for follow up it should pull up but here's the key to it is Don't everything you need, every single thing you do in the sales process, you have to remember that this is just a series of decisions that people are making. Mm -hmm. Should they even stop and look at your ad or should they listen to the talk you're doing or should they listen to the interview you're on or watch you on stage decision? Should they take action on whatever it is you offered decision? Should they show up for an appointment decision? If you're not treating each one of those decisions like its own sales conversation, you're blowing it. So if, you're, if the first decision I need you to make before any of these other decisions matter is how do I get you to show up to listen to this interview, it doesn't matter. I could, be, I could give liquid gold on this call right now. If nobody yeah. listens to it, it's useless. Right. So I need to make sure you understand what this is about, what's the benefit to you, what's the cost of you not listening before I ever even worry about where I'm sending you at the end of the podcast right? Then when you show up, showing up is not the deal. How do I make sure that you know, if you listen to this whole podcast, your life will change, Mm -hmm. right? So that's why, you know, that's why literally that's where that line came from. You want to learn how to make more sales without getting better at selling? Listen to me, or you're going to do a lot more work and have a lot more stress and a lot less money.
1: (laughs) I love that. So I had to look it up just for anybody listening. Who's wondering it's episode 40 and the title is stop leaving money on the table. Perfect. So uh, make sure you go subscribe. Jim's podcast is fantastic. If you're looking for an approach to sales that you will not hate, that will feel a lot more natural because like you said, it's not about following a script. Um, there's a lot, a lot more flexibility in there than a yeah. lot of people teach. So
0: lot- Let give you, well, I'll give you one twi- tweak. Um, friend of mine uh, who is an operations person, she's a CEO genius. She's an efficiency manager expert. Uh-huh. And she just, she, I a Facebook ad ran through my feed this morning and she has a video in it and phenomenal nuggets. I got like five tips in there that'll immediately 10 X my day. Awesome. But she's like, she's kind of, if you know her, she's like quirky and kind of, you know, uh, uh, lovable. Right. Uh-huh. But, but it's not like, if you don't know her, it might not be as compelling. Right. Mm-hmm. So I literally just, I jumped on the phone with her. We spent a 10-minute conversation. I gave her a couple of quick ideas to, again, you know, she had something seven minutes into the video that was just made the whole video. And I said, that needs to be the first 10 seconds of your video. Hey, guys, want you to know I'm here to help you be able to make more money with less time or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And if you make sure you get to the seven-minute mark, you're going to see how we took somebody from barely being able to run one business to being able to run two seven-figure businesses part-time. You need to be wow.
1: Honest. Who's yeah, not gonna listen to that? Lose it would that? Grab my attention. That would absolutely grab it.
0: Right. You know, so but again, it's it's just being able to make sure that people show up. And and the other part is I you know, I told I, I'll give you total permission to tell people, look, I am an operations genius. I will 10x your brain, your efficiency, your mindset. I'm just not a great salesperson, so give me a break right now. <laughs> and then what happens? You immediately flip the script, right? Now that. you have people rooting for you. They're like Oh, that's cute. That's okay. You're doing great, honey. You know, you get that vibe. So anybody who struggles with sales, that is the number one thing I will say. That's your first step. Give yourself permission to suck at sales and be totally transparent about it. Say, hey, look, I'm a fantastic SEO guy or I'm a holic, whatever. What I'm really not good at is this sales conversation. So I'm probably going to yammer and stammer and say stupid stuff don't hold it against me because I'm fantastic at that part. And a hundred percent of the time you're going to get people, Oh, that's all right. You're doing fa-. And they will root for you to win.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is a great tip. You know, I think so often, you know, you start your business because you really are, you're good at something and then you end up, instead of being able to play in that genius zone, try to master all these other things and feeling like you've got to be great at everything because right. suddenly it's all on your plate. And people are so quick to feel that pressure and so slow to go, okay, who can I hand this off to? So that's one of the questions that I actually have on my list is, how do you know when you're ready to outsource some of those pieces? Because I know people come to you and they're like, you know, Jim, handle our sales. How do you know when you're at that level where you're ready to pull in somebody else for that piece?
0: Yeah, uh, it's really important to understand the different components of your business and how they directly lead to outcomes. Because in order for you to bring somebody in, whether it's hiring a VA bringing in an expert, outsourcing a team, you need to understand what's the ROI of that transaction. So right. like we, have, we literally have a strategy in our company so that no matter who we hire, we need to make sure that they are a self-funded position. Mm. right? So if I, even as simple yeah. as if I bring somebody on that's going to take 10 hours a week worth of tasks off of my plate. Okay, so let's say it costs you, I don't know, 300 bucks to pay that person 10 hours a week. Well, what are you doing in those 10 hours yeah. that offsets $300? right right? That's first and foremost. You need to be able to monetize everything. So they're self-funded and then, but, but before you can do that, you have to know what those tasks are and how they lead to an outcome. Mm -hmm. So just break down everything, make a wheel, wheel of roles, and you're playing all those roles right now. So you put your name in all of them. And your goal is to start finding other people Mm -hmm. to do those roles, especially the ones that don't require your expertise to be on it, right? Right. They're just wasting your time. And then you can start making a decision, based on efficiency and and expectation. You say, okay, now in order for, right now I'm spending too much time on this. I need to maximize the ROI of this particular task. And in order for me to do that, I have to have somebody else. So it's, and it's not just about bringing a person on, it's thinking about the expert, the amount of time you have to put into it. Like if you hire a salesperson, that's a great solution. However, many times you've just given yourself another job now, because now you have to train them, babysit them. You hire a salesperson, you have to be able to fill them with enough leads to keep them busy and not too many leads so you don't lose them. Right. You have a whole nother job. So you need to have somebody who is actually totally in charge of that strategy, Mm -hmm. which is something that our company does. Right. So you need to know what are the costs and the benefits so that you know what questions you need to ask of an expert to determine that case. Like for us, you know, we're, we're kind of a heavy footprint for a solopreneur. Right. So you know, most solo printers aren't necessarily, they, they just couldn't keep up with us. We couldn't give them the value they need and we're not the cheapest. So you have to have the revenue to be able to sustain that. But mm-hmm. it's also going to give you a 10X. You know, if you invest with us, you're going to 10X. But you most people aren't ready to 10X.
1: Yeah, you've got to be at a certain level. And like you said, have some of those pieces in place, both in terms of being able to send the leads over and being able to deliver on the other side of it. Correct. So you've got to be ready to yeah start. Because one
0: sense. of the things we can do is we can scale you right out of business.
1: Yeah.
0: All of a sudden you have a and bunch of new clients, you can't serve happen. them. Your reputation sucks, you lose clients, and you're gone.
1: Yeah. And we don't
0: want that for anybody. Right. Um, so the, the, the main thing for you is to really understand what's your growth rate, what are the, what are the roles that you need to be able to fulfill, um, and how do you make sure that you're monetizing it um, so that it's effective for you.
1: I, I love that. It's one of those things that so often people don't don't stop and think about how is this position going to pay for itself when you bring somebody onto your team? It's one of the things that, um, you know, I, I learned a while back included in the proposal. How am I going to cover my own cost? If somebody hires me, I should have a plan for that to show them. Mm-hmm. This is what you're investing. This is the potential of the outcome of us working together. It, it makes a huge difference when you start looking at things that way in your business.
0: Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and so start, if you, you, know, I don't want to, I know we got to you know, get to other things, but it's really important to think about this. And so one thing we took on this past year is we broke down every single component of how we serve a client and we're starting to look at the, each of them as their own division because we do things that maybe we're not necessarily the right person to be doing them. We just do them because we know our client needs it.
1: Right. And so
0: now we're like, okay, that's its own separate division. If it were to run by itself, would we want to run it? If not, would we bring somebody great. into it?
1: Great. Great or question to ask yourself. Could we
0: buy a company who does that? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So start thinking like that all the time. Look at every single piece as its own division. And, you know, like us, we don't build funnels. I can evaluate anybody's funnel until I have no interest in wanting to build and nurture funnels. So we've brought partner companies in who do that. And, yeah. you know, so it's, it's just being really smart about it about where and when to bring people in.
1: Yeah. You know, especially as you're starting to scale your business and bring team in, it's easy to look at it and go, oh, okay, well, client's need this. We can do these 15 different things. But then you lose focus. And sometimes creating those really strategic partnerships, like you've got with people who build funnels or other companies, are the smarter way to be able to scale and grow and keep your focus on what you're really good at. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. So a couple more questions I want to make sure I ask here because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get some flack if I don't. Uh, how do you know who's the right team to hire? Like if you were interviewing sales teams, what questions would you ask them?
0: Yeah, this is one of my favorite things. We're actually in the process of putting out a new program where if you need a person, because we want to be able to serve the smaller companies, mm-hmm. and instead of you hiring our team, you can hire us to help you. We have a hiring funnel. We hire all the time here. And so it, we have hiring funnels where it'll start with a, you know, a video where it'll match you for values, then it goes to an audio, a uh, 12 minute audio that explains the flow and how we work. Then it leads you to a questionnaire that challenges you. And it, but the most important part of it is we're putting you through a sales process. If you don't respond well through this, I already know you don't have what it takes to handle a tough sales conversation. Right, oh, Then it'll lead to a conversation with, with one of me or one of my team leaders where we are challenging you. And essentially, the entire call is about you selling yourself and being off balance and having to essentially overcome objections. And then if that works, then we'll have you go to a video where you have to send, on video, you send us a, a quick um, recording of what is your, you know, we'll give you a strategy to address or, mm-hmm. an over, or an objection to overcome, as well as something personal about you. Like if I was to show up on that video, I'd be wearing a, you know, I got Yankee stuff everywhere. I'd be wearing a Derek Jeter jersey (laughs) because that's one of the coolest things about me. I'm I'm, I'm true blue, pinstripes, Bronx, Puerto Rican, go Yankees, right? (laughs) um, But it's stuff we want to see. And then we invite them to a role play call Mm -hmm. see like I have a role play call tomorrow with three candidates and I'm just gonna watch them live and evaluate then from there we make decisions so Mm -hmm. we would we you know we're offering that to people where we will help them they will give them our template for Mm -hmm. a funnel that funnel will sit on the end of that funnel because most you don't know how to hire salespeople I mean you personally but you the listener right
1: right (laughs) if we knew how to do that we wouldn't need help
0: exactly (laughs) so We'll vet them and then the only people who will come through our process that we introduce to you will be people we know could be qualified candidates. Now you just gotta sign off on do you like them or not. But because if you hire them, they will fool you. They're salespeople. They will convince right. you that they're good at what they do and they're gonna blow smoke up your ass. Like, You're amazing and I love your vision and I love your mission. You go, Oh, I love this guy, I wanna hire him. Yeah. And then blah blah he doesn't produce, right? Yeah. So you need to have a strategy set up. We do the same thing for our operations teams. Mm -hmm. We put them through a different funnel where we give them a project to solve and a timeline to reach and a challenge that's going to require they reach out to ask somebody a clarification question. Uh And if they don't do it, we know they're not comfortable asking for help. You know, just, we just want to see them in action. Yeah. Right. So always think through what, what is the experience you need somebody to have, Mm -hmm. then you can determine what experience you need to create for them to determine if they can actually produce in that environment. Resumes mean nothing.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're totally right about good salespeople can sell anybody on anything, but sometimes they're, they're selling us on something that maybe doesn't get delivered on the back end. So right. what are typical numbers? That's another question I got. Like if you have somebody handling sales and they do 10 sales calls with qualified leads, because that's right. really key that people have to be qualified in terms of a good fit, in terms of actually able to invest and all of those things. But if they had people who theoretically could say yes, What's the typical close rate, and what's the typical close rate for if we're doing our own sales calls as well? Well, it's it's interesting
0: because you know it's going to sound like a cop out, but it it depends. Yes, <laughs> right. We have we have some campaigns that we're converting at sixty eight percent on. Wow. We have other campaigns we're converting at twenty two percent, and it's a every time we're on the high end, it's a direct correlation to your relationship with your list. Mm-hmm. Like we literally have clients. Um, you know Danny Innie if you don't know him with oh, your, yeah,
1: he's fantastic
0: he's a genius, right? Yeah, and he's he has one of the most incredible relationships with his list of anybody we've ever worked with Literally he can send a cold email to his list with no videos no opt-ins nothing direct to a sales conversation and we'll convert it over 50%
1: Wow.
0: And then we have other people that would never happen. They have to send them to a video, to a webinar, to a qualification questionnaire, you know, just to eliminate the, the wrong people so we can get to the right people. And even then we're going to convert 30%, right? So it, your relationship, your the clarity of your targeting of your marketing, the the, the refinement of your messaging, your ability to, here, here's, a, here's a very key distinction, pull them in the beginning, and then start pushing them away the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. So pull them into the door so they're attracted. Then you, what you're going to do is you're going to raise the bar. This is, your, this is, this is how high you have to be to ride the ride. Mm-hmm. And they spend the rest of the funnel trying to get over that bar.
1: Because
0: huh. you're going to call the best out of them. And they can't make their, a great decision about their business or their life unless they're at their best state. So you need to spend your entire sequence elevating them so they show up in a powerful way so you can get to clarity right away and make a
1: great decision. To- I love that. That's, that's a great point. So many times people feel like they failed at sales or at certain pieces when the sales didn't go yeah. well because another piece wasn't set up right in the foundation of the time. part of it. yeah. That's you can't. why we
0: always focus on you know, more sales without getting better at selling. If you just get better at messaging and targeting, you know, some clients want a low barrier to entry because they want thousands of leads. Mm -hmm. Other people have a higher barrier to entry so we can get hundreds of leads, but those are much more leveraged leads that actually do something that you want.
1: Yeah, that's one of the conversations I've had with clients over and over again. We get to that point where we start talking about sales calls and they're like, maybe I just need to hire somebody else to do it. And when I start digging into what's really going on, it's, well, you don't suck at sales. You're talking to the wrong people. (laughs) These are not your ideal clients. Yes,
0: and then you start trying to fix the wrong thing.
1: Yes. And that's easy to do. That's easy to do is, is when you're identifying a problem. That's one reason I think reaching out to people who can help you see the big picture is so important because otherwise you're trying to diagnose yourself. And, you know, even the best brain surgeon in the world can't do brain surgery on themselves correct it, it, sh- it doesn't work and we don't see sometimes that whole picture so we think we're fixing the problem and it's really a totally different problem you
0: know I, I went to a massage therapist because I had really this nagging sh- the, in my, sh- my shoulder blade driving me nuts I started doing kickboxing so I'm doing all kinds of bad work right killing right. myself basically <laughs> but um, I went assuming I'm like no you got to fix back here it's mm-hmm. like no 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 turns me over starts working on my chest starts drilling on my chest, starts searching down my IT band to my glute to fix something, follow it all the way down, fix something in my foot. And the whole time I go, no, my shoulder, (laughs) back here. Oh, wow. And 90 minutes later, my shoulder was great because everything else was connected. Like, look, trust me, just trust me. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm doing. You don't know how to diagnose your own problem and you don't know how to articulate the problem clearly enough. That's most people. That's what happens to you. People show up thinking they're trying to solve one thing when they're really trying to solve something
1: else. Mm. And as the
0: expert, you're the one who has to know that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um that's 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 a great illustration of how easy it is to think we have one problem when it's entirely something different. Yes. I love that. I love that. Well, let's let people know where they can go to connect with you and find out more about what you guys do, how you can support them. I've got two different links, guys, for wherever you're listening or watching this that I will put uh, in the comments. One of them is a link that you can connect with Jim. If you're at that level, you're listening to this and you're going, this is what I need. This would help solve my problems. Uh, You can go to GT e now.com forward slash get dash strategy gte stands for gain the edge now.com forward slash get slash get hyphen strategy Uh, and that's where you can get in touch with jim we'll put a link to his podcast below this as well it's called sales unscripted if you are in that place where you're looking to learn more about sales and how to get better at it in a way that's not going to make you crazy. Go subscribe to his podcast. You will find massive value there. Jim, thank you so much for, uh, for being on the show today.
0: Definitely. I'll throw one more thing in here just since we were talking about it. Um, I just put in a, a link here. It's gaintheedgenow.com forward slash show up, show dash up. And awesome. it's got five simple to execute tips that will help when people book an appointment with you, it will help you ensure they actually show up and primed for a conversation with you to be a good example. I'm
1: going to check that out. So everybody, make sure you click that link because we all know that's one of the hardest pieces of this whole process is getting the right people to set up the appointment and then getting them to actually show up so you can have that conversation. Definitely. Um, Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show and for what you've shared. I think people are going to find that both fascinating and really valuable.
0: All right. Glad to be here. Thanks a lot.
1: So make sure you listen, rate, review, subscribe wherever you're at, and I will see you back in another episode of The Art of Giving a Damn.